Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer with us, and we're going to be talking about the intended and direct assault by the Biden administration and friends on the Christian community, and there's no question this is going on. I've reported on it many times, and we're going to lay it out here in the airwaves. This will end up on our podcasts, and I'm not bragging, but I'm saying this is going to go far and wide, folks, because right now we're ranked in the top one half of 1% of 3 million podcasts, and a lot of people are going to hear this, so we're going to make it good, factual, and juicy, and hopefully we can spur people to action. But before we join Coach Dave, I need to take care of some quick business here. Ladies and gentlemen, the railroads are going to be going on strike. They're keeping it out of the media. But I told you six weeks ago when Biden said they had an agreement, they did not have the approval of the railroad workers, and they have not ratified the agreement. They're waiting for a federal ruling to tell them what date they can go on strike. 62% of all agriculture is transferred by railroad. Uh, I would suggest you get as much storable food as quickly as you can go to preparewithdave.com for the details there's a great special prices are not going up at my patriot supply they're actually lowering prices with these specials so go to preparewithdave.com that's preparewithdave.com and also too with the intended blackouts that are going to be going on around the country you absolutely need to have water filtration and we can do that to you too and also to decrease Christ the Alexa Pure Pro water filter go to waterwithdave.com so the food is preparewithdave.com the water is waterwithdave.com and then finally one last item do you have confidence in your bank a 2012 court ruling said they can take your money for any reason. They own your money. You're an unsecured depositor. And with the banks now getting into trouble, you cannot trust them. And Noble Gold can help diversify you and protect that nest egg you've worked so hard to build up. I know because I've been a customer of Noble Gold for four years. Now, of course, I've got to make this disclaimer. Past earnings have nothing to do with future earnings. And every investment, every economic move has inherent risk. Now, we're all big boys and girls. We know that. But there's a reason why I've been a customer for four years. They're the best customer service out there. I want you to give them a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. And that really pretty much covers us here for our sponsors for this show. And please note, we've picked things that I really believe we all need. Well, Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer really needs no introduction. Uh, he and I share a past background of coaching. Uh, he, he was a very successful high school football coach in the state of Ohio. And, and I have to tell you, coaches bring something to the table, a dogged determination and a sense of resilience to bounce back from defeat. We have to have that as coaches or we don't last in the profession very long. And right now, we are getting our butts handed to us on many, many fronts and particularly on the Christian front, which is the most important front. So I've invited Dave to come on and talk about this. Dave, I know you're traveling cross-country here in a car. We may occasionally get some background noise, but we're going to be willing to live with that, and I want to welcome you back on the show. Thanks for having me, Dave. And I do apologize. Uh, I, I took out my headphones so I could speak directly in the phone, so hopefully that'll help a little bit. You know, Dave, it wasn't, what, a uh, couple, couple months ago that, uh, President Biden declared war on basically half of the population, right? And I've been trying to tell people uh, really over the last three or four years that the assault, remember President Trump said, it's not me they're after, they're after you. 
And I've been even more specific than that, saying it is an attack on the white evangelical Protestant. That's really what it is, Dave. And, uh, you know, we know we wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities and powers, but we also know that the scriptures tell us that the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. And for so many years, those of us in the church have thought it was a battle between politics, right? Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, old, young, black, white, when really it's been a spiritual battle all along. And I think the mask has come off the other side. Yeah, well, the agenda the agenda is now in full view for all of those who have eyes to see. And when he declared war on MAGA, uh, make America great again, like somehow that's a sin. But he, you're right. The MAGA people largely are Christian. Uh, they believe in the Constitution. They believe in the rule of law. They believe this country was founded on biblical principles. And that's who Biden declared war on. But this is manifesting in very serious ways. And I just want to leave it up to your discretion here to take this interview where you will along those lines. Well, David, this really hits home to me personally, because over the last uh, just couple of weeks here, I've had a dear pastor friend of mine who was arrested by the FBI at his home in a small town here outside of Columbus, Ohio, called Warsaw, Ohio, of all things. And Pastor Bill Dunphy was um, was greeted by the FBI one morning. They called him and told him they were coming. They they didn't show up with guns a-blazing and all that kind of stuff, but they, they arrested him and took him in to, uh, uh, drove him into Columbus where they processed him for probably basically the same violations that they're charging everybody else with, uh, interrupting a... Uh, a formal meeting, whatever the heck that was, charging with two felonies, two misdemeanors. Uh, they let him go back home, but it really hit home to me because, hey, Dave, we went, we went together. He was just street preaching outside of his, uh, outside of the Capitol building. And you know, when you street pre- preach or when we, we speak in generalities anyway, Dave, we know we say this, hey, we've got to go take our government back. We have, this is our house. We have to go take it back. Well, nobody in their right minds thinks that we're going to show up and take back the American government by standing outside the Capitol. It's figurative in it, right, Dave? Like in a football game, we're going to smash their face. We're going to smash mouth football. Well, for whatever reason, the Department of Defense, well, we know for whatever reason, has taken those type of things literally, meaning we're really going to go in and we're really going to take over our government. And, Dave, one of the big lies that they've told us over the past, uh, well, since January 6th, was that it was an armed insurrection. But I hope your audience understands that there was zero, that would be none yeah. out here in Ohio, no gun charges on anybody that day in Washington, D.C. It was an armed insurrection, megaphones, Bibles, MAGA flags, but there was no way, shape, or form a violent insurrection like they're trying to tell us, uh, tell us it was. Now, Dave, one other thing. Last week, I had 11 more of our friends. These are These are... Dear friends of mine who were arrested, charged with uh, federal access to clinic entrance violations down in Kentucky, uh, Tennessee. And and this is the same group that of God-fearing, God-loving, gentle Christians who now are facing 20, 20 years in prison for merely preaching the gospel inside a building claiming that they blocked access for those who want to go in and murder their babies. So, Dave, here's what, here's what it boils down to. Sorry to speak so fast. Here's what it boils down to, right? Every one of these people, Bill Dunphy, our, my pastor friend, and Chet Gallagher, and Cal Zastro, and Eva Zastro, and Eva Adel, and Jimmy Zastro, they all need to go out and do what? they got to raise they got to get a lawyer. they got to dig in their pocket and find twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars or whatever to try to defend themselves from this scurrilous, uh, char- these char- charges that have been brought against them. And what we're seeing, Dave, I'll take a breath and then you can jump in here, is what we've all come to know is called lawfare. Lawfare. Using the law as a weapon. And so what did, the, the truth be told, Dave, they probably don't care whether or not these folks were guilty of it or not. They're going to do everything they can to financially break them and make sure that they never rise up and push back against the forces of darkness again. So I think that's where we as Americans got to step back, Christian Americans, step back and understand that this battle is directly aimed at us. 
Chappelle. There's no question it's aimed at us. I want to go back and talk about a couple of specifics so I can get my mind around the event. So your pastor friend was inside the clinic, and he was preaching the Word of God. Is that, is that, the, is that a correct statement? That's that's right. They went. Uh, well, there's two, two different ones now. My pastor friend, he was standing outside the Capitol. All right, he was preaching outside the Capitol. He never went inside the Capitol. And then the other one, Dave, was eleven people, a friends of mine, pastors, yes, but just just peaceful Christians, singing hymns and reading the Bible and preaching and exhorting women not to kill their baby inside the uh, entrance to the clinic down in Louisville, now, or uh, down in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, Dave, the local police showed up and did not charge them with anything other than mere trespassing, and then released them. And then the feds uh, behind uh, with uh, Merrick Garland, whatever the heck he's all about, they dug and dug and dug and dug, and now oh, last week charged all 11 of them with face violations, which is a federal uh, federal crime with yeah, one of my, I said one of Eva Adel. She's an 87 year old Holocaust survivor, laying down her life to protect to protect the children. So, so Dave, what's going on? Again, like I said, uh, it was peaceful. They blocked nobody. They have a lot of video. They stood in the hallway. People were able to come and go. The police officers were able to come and go. They didn't resist arrest. They didn't do anything. But they were there simply trying to, to preach the gospel to the mothers who were going in there to kill their baby. Now, one other aspect of this, Dave, if there is no constitutional right to abortion, which we now know that, right? If there's no federal right to, to, uh, to kill your baby, how can it be a federal crime to block access to a clinic if it's not a constitutional right to be able to do it? So this is really, really a convoluted situation that these folks find themselves in, and uh, uh, they're going to need a lot of help defending themselves. Well, they are. Let me uh, ask some sp- uh, specifics. I want to be very detailed in the very beginning of this before we expand, because I want the audience to fully understand the ramifications. And we're going to have some attorneys listen to this, and I'm sure they'll weigh in. But uh, my understanding would be, if the police were to show up to that situation inside the building, they would tell them, you have been trespassed, but not necessarily cited, but they can't come back. I would suspect that's what they did. Is that what happened? Yes, and they have video of it, Dave. It's all on video. Okay. The police all officer right. said, yeah, so you got to leave, please. you got to clear the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. they did, Dave. All right. And so then the, the police said the people here said you can't come back, and if you come back, then we will arrest you for trespassing. Okay, I, I get that. That's very typical. So there was absolutely no crime committed on a local level that could even be bootstrapped by Garland and his band of thugs. That's that's the point I wanted to make here. Uh, did these people at any time, and I'm assuming they videoed, did they actually block someone's straight-line route to an office or an open area to where they could access services? Was there physical intimidation of any type? Absolutely not. No, listen, these are uh, these are experienced, what we would call rescuers, right? They've been doing this their whole, uh, many of them their whole lives. In fact, uh, fact Dave, one of them arrested, currently still in jail, I'll talk about that here in a second, is a gentleman by the name of Chet Gallagher, who was a police officer himself in, in uh, Las Vegas years ago, who, who uh, lost his job because he showed up at an abortion clinic to make arrests, and he wouldn't do it. And he sat down with him, and it cost him his job. Chet Gallagher is 73 years old right now, and Chet Gallagher is still in jail for this non-crime down in, uh, in, in Tennessee. They did not block it. The video shows very clearly the cop walking back and forth. Uh, no, no blocking going on. So Merritt Garland and uh, the, uh, the Biden administration, they grabbed this, Dave, and they've made it something that it isn't. And, folks, I want you to understand this again. It's about lawfare. Each one of these folks are going to have to get a, a lawyer, could break them financially to prove themselves innocent. That's how the game's being played now. Okay. This is um, a clear case. I'm not an attorney, but I've been around the block enough to know that this is a clear case of um, – of uh, intimidation by Garland. Uh, there's no basis for this. It's wrongful prosecution, and it's also wrongful detention. Um, what 
are the felonies they're charged with by Garland? I'm, I'm real curious because I don't see any. Well, I don't have it in front of me, but it's federal. They, they violated the federal access to clinics entrance uh, statute, which has been on the books for a long, long time. Okay. They put a, a face violation basically blocked the entrance of an abortion clinic because you were denying the civil rights of a mother going in there to murder her baby. Okay. These folks did not block anybody. That's why when the local police showed up, they merely charged them with trespass. That's all it was. And then about six months later or nine months later, I could be getting my numbers wrong. Then the Fed stepped in to the surprise of all of them and charged them with this face violation. Now, Dave, how about this? One of them, Cal Zastro, my dear friend Cal Zastro, they weren't able to immediately arrest him because he was in the Ukraine sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so he had to immediately come back home to face these face charges. This is so this is so wicked and so despicable. But Dave, we're, we're, we're at the target. We've got that uh, X on our on our shirt. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time what's a tell the audience again what a face charge is well the law that was back in in, in the early 80s dave a lot of people a lot of the pro-lifers started doing what they called rescues in fact probably the your listeners have heard of operation rescue yes and what operation rescue would do is they would go and literally sit down in front of the entrances of the clinics they would block and the end result would be dave that place would have to close for the day they would have 100 250 people sitting outside the door blocking the door in order to rescue the babies so they passed legislation in the 80s put real teeth into that legislation, made it a felony for anyone who blocked the entrance to an abortion clinic. And it's called the FACE Act, Federal Access to Clinic Entrances. Got 10 years in jail, $250,000 fines attached to it. And what it did is it really stopped 
the rescue as far as blocking abortion clinics because the price was just too high for the average person to pay. But uh, what uh, what our, our friends did down in uh, Tennessee is they didn't block it, Dave. They simply went into the abortion clinic, lined the wall, stood in the hallway, and prayed, sang hymns, read scripture. They blocked no one. And when the, when the local police came up, as I said, they charged them with simple trespass, released them, only to have these folks arrested by the federal government nine months later. Now, Dave. I don't even know if the federal government has jurisdiction to be able to do that, to come in and do that after the police had, had not uh, had not done anything more than just the simple uh, charge of, of trespassing. Yeah, this is just making up crimes out of thin air. This, And, and again, it's so consistent with what we see. Um, I mean, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a political parallel. You got Bannon that's sentenced to four months in prison for defying a J6 um, uh, subpoena, which they don't have the ability to do because that's a DOJ function and they're usurping the Constitution. And yet they'll have uh, a holder. Mr. Fast and Furious gave guns to cartels that killed three border agents. Uh, he's found in contempt, doesn't do a day. Uh, other people have been found in contempt, don't do a day because they don't have the authority. Yet in this new administration, if they want to put you in jail, they'll make up something to put you in jail for. It doesn't have to be on the books. It doesn't have to make sense, and it doesn't have to be constitutional. And and here here's where I'm really concerned, too. The Supreme Court made the ruling a Roe v. Wade. And they gave the Democratic Party the only talking point they have for the election, the only one they can even stand on. Uh, it's illegitimate stance, but that's it. But the Supreme Court's doing nothing for people like we're describing here. They should be stepping in right now with an emergency writ and blocking these prosecutions. Mark Houck, uh, that one uh, Holocaust survivor in his 90s, was praying in front of an abortion clinic, and they arrested him, put him in irons, and he's in his 90s. Uh, where's the Supreme Court in all this? That that really disturbs me, too. Well, I'll tell you what else disturbs me, Dave, and this is where the rubber begins to meet the road for a lot of us. Where are our, where are our supposed conservative Republican legislatures, legislators? Let's go one step further, Dave. How many people are currently still locked up in Washington, D.C., Gulag, who've never been never had an opportunity to appear before a judge, never had the opportunity to post bail to get out because of a supposed insurrection. And we look at those who are supposed to be on our side. Dave, Republicans are not standing up trying to make sure that the law, not special treatment, but that the law is treated equally, and these people are given the right to post bail. There are still over 300 in jail in Washington, D.C. for January 6th crimes that they've never been found guilty of, Dave. So if these folks get let out of jail here at some point and they're found innocent of whatever it was that they committed, how do they get that how do they get that 16, 18 months of their life back? And again, I want your listeners to understand this is lawfare. They are using the law to silence the voice of Christians. That's what I see going on. And Dave, I was at January 6th. I was there with a lot of my friends. There was a lot of God-fearing moms and pops, two million moms and pops. And there was a, certainly there was some windows broken and that kind of stuff. But Dave, that wasn't done by uh, God-fearing Christians. It wasn't done by the maggot people. I can assure you that. So we are seeing one of the greatest heists, one of the greatest two bait and switch things that we've ever seen in American history where because the Constitution guarantees us the right to peaceably assemble to redress the, uh, to petition our government for a redress of grievances but Dave they made it look violent so they could say hey you guys are allowed to protest but you're not allowed to be violent and we weren't and unfortunately all of the media including the media on our side believes that there was a violent insurrection that took place that day and if there was one it wasn't from uh, the god-fearing people that were there every time i watch a news account of some reference to j6 they always say the deadly riot the riot that killed many um the attempted overthrow of the government uh straight propaganda nonsense not supported by the facts the only person who died as a result of the uh so-called insurrection was ashley babbitt who was murdered by a Capitol Police officer without provocation. 
And Dave, look, all we have to do is even, I don't know if you know this, right now up in is it Seattle or in Eugene, Oregon, right now they're having a violent protest going up there, Dave, over what? Transgender rights. All we have to look at all across America, Antifa, BLM, what they did in various cities all across America and not even being charged with any type of violent crime or insurrection or anything. So, hey, Dave, I may have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. I'm smart enough to understand that their sights are set on God-fearing Christians, and we better wake up and understand what this battle is all about. It is. Let's go to part two of what you described in the opening, and that was the pastor who was on the sidewalk. I don't see how he could be accused of blocking anything since he wasn't in a in a facility. Well, he wasn't accused of blocking. He was. They want to say that he incited a riot. So he's he's standing out. Actually, he's on the opposite side of the Capitol where most of the stuff's taking place. Hey, Dave, this is a friend of mine for 20, 20 years. He's a God-fearing pastor. Not only that, we all gripe and moan because none of our pastors will get involved. Yes. And he did. Pastor Bill got involved. And he went out there and he was street preaching, and he did not go inside the building. Yes, he was exhorting people. Yes, you know, we got to take our government back. Yes, yes. But for them to take a guy who's street preaching, and then 18 months later come and arrest him saying that he was part of the insurrection. Dave, I want them to put on the witness stand one person there who did any type of violence at all because they heard Pastor Bill Dunphy preaching. It's ridiculous, right? But the fact remains he's going to have to come up with some money, get himself some uh, defense attorney, shell out. I mean, brother, it it is unbelievable. Now, Dave, again, I know this guy. I know him very, very well. Well, what a God-fearing man he is. The kind of pastor we would all want to sit under. And in fact, how about this? Good friends with the same people who were arrested down in Tennessee. We've all done ministry work together. Now you tell me if they haven't thrown a lasso around the group of people that they're focusing on. It's amazing. Um, Can you give me some verbatim things that he said that they're trying to bootstrap into incitement? I wouldn't buy it on I, 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 You know, I would hate to repeat what he said, but I know he made generalities, Dave. But, Dave, listen, this is even even more sinister. In uh, one of the complaints that they file, they talk about him, some things that he said from his pulpit. Because as, as many pastors do, they stream their sermons. So they had a sermon of him in his pulpit in Warsaw, Ohio, talking about the government. and You know, the government did this. Are we going to have to stand up and take our government back? Those same kind of conversations that we have all the time. And so from my standpoint, this is really, really important because they are now reaching directly into the pulpit and said, you stood in your pulpit and you incited uh, violence or whatever it would be. So, Dave, this is this in my mind. This is reaching a whole new level. And they probably have a Democratic judge waiting uh, to, to to hear the case. Uh, um, how long ago was this arrest? Uh, about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now. But it, uh, you know, his was a little bit different. They they called him about seven in the morning. Said, hey, we're on our way. We'll be there. Please come out with your hands up. Like I said, they didn't have guns blazing and all that stuff. And they let him go home. But he has to. How about this, Dave? He was charged uh, November uh, early. I, I can't remember the date. Three weeks ago, let's say. And his trial date isn't until January 16th in Washington, D.C. So he's got this whole thing hanging over his head. And by the way, in Washington, D.C., right? Can you imagine the type of trial, type of jury he's going to get in Washington, D.C.? Oh, yeah. So uh, I, want, I want people to understand. Uh, they better understand the, the, the connection between the mainstream media or the Luciferians in the mainstream media and the, the picture that they are trying to paint of God-fearing Americans. Now, Dave, you've been around the block a while. I've been around the block a while. I know what a God-fearing American looks like. I know the men that stand in their pulpits or men that stand out on the street and say, listen, we've got to take our country back. They're not talking about guns. They're not talking about bombs. They're not talking about any of that. It's figuratively, right? And, Dave, if we have to 
if the if the Constitution gives us the right to petition our government for redress of grievances, don't you think we ought to have the right to go where they are? Yeah. They're in Washington, D.C. How can I redress my grievances if I don't have a chance to go where they are? And the very clear message that they are sending us from January 6th is this. You can gripe all you want, but don't you come here. That's, that's the way I read it, Dave. And uh, so they, we all know this, right? They really, really scared a lot of this movement back uh, back inside. People aren't out, aren't quite as aggressive with it as they once were. But we have to understand that that's part of the techniques that they're doing to try to silence anybody who would rise up against them. You know, the first uh, the, the Declaration of Independence, Dave, says it's our right and it's our duty to throw off such government. Doesn't it say that, Dave? It does, but that's not being applied today. In fact, let let me answer you this way. Uh, I'm going to answer your question with a quote from Garland. In his confirmation hearing for Attorney General, he was asked if he would prosecute uh, BLM and Antifa as terrorists, domestic terrorists. And he says, well, if they're doing what they're doing after 5 p.m., it's a protest. So he gave sanction to violent behavior after 5 p.m., and now he's arresting pastors who say what they say from the pulpit. That's incredible. It is incredible, Dave. And that's real. Again, folks, don't miss this, right? Seed of the serpent, seed of the woman. This is a spiritual war that we find ourselves standing in. And uh, I just have, the reason I'm on the road now is I was up in the. At a, at a uh, we call it Patriot events, whatever that means anymore, Dave. Patriot event up in Michigan, speaking up there, and you know you you find the same thing everywhere, Dave. People know something's gone on. They know it's wrong, but they don't know what they can do about it. We have nobody that we can turn to with a valid uh, constitutional violation and feel that we're going to get any redress at all. So now if we look at the First Amendment, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of the press, uh, they're all gone. The entire First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution is now gone. What do we turn to, Dave? How do we fight back when we have a legitimate complaint and our government will not hear what we have to say? Well, they're punishing you for what we have to say. That's that's the disturbing thing. Ignorance is one thing, okay? Uh, and we're just not going to pay attention to you. The other thing is they're outright persecuting people who are critical of them. That That's the bottom line. I mean, they're seizing phones of congressmen they disagree with. So th- this is absolutely insanity that's going on. But I think it's only the first wave, Dave. I, I, I don't think this is just an attack on Christianity. I think it's an attack on all criticism. And I do believe if they solidify power after this election, I do believe there's going to be a purge. Uh- yeah, I believe we're, we are, as you would say, or some others would say, we're at the crossroads of America. We have never, we, we've never been where we are right now, Dave. And, uh, one of the things that they want to make sure that you do, again, uh, the right to free speech, right? Uh, once we lose that right to free speech, which is, it's happening right in front of us, right? Uh, we, we see it all the time. It's being censored on Facebook, censored on, on YouTube. All these, uh, control of, uh, of, uh, I don't want to call politically correct speech, but your speech, if your speech is anti the establishment, see, here's what they want to do, friends. They want to, they want everybody to obey the law, but they want the law to be obeyed according to what they have written, what they believe, and how they evaluate the law. So once we let those who do not stand on truth, the Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Truth, get in positions of authority. Dave, they can change it any way they want to, and that's happening right in front of us. Well, we're, we're seeing that. There's no question we're seeing that. But let me let me take this back to the original premise here. 
when the Supreme Court said that uh, abortion is not a constitutionally protected activity and they referred it back to the states for adjudication, that should have made null and void face laws and all these other laws in federal laws in support of abortion since the federal government doesn't have constitutional authority over abortion. So these arrests are illegitimate on their face. They are, but that's exactly one of the points that I'm trying to help people understand. I'm not being condescending to you, Dave, because I know you get it, right? Lawfare is they arrest you anyway and make you spend a bunch of money, time, effort, tears, prayer to defend yourself against something that wasn't even a crime in the first place. So you, uh, Pastor Bill Dunphy, the pastor here in Ohio, He doesn't have a court date. Well, he had a preliminary one over Zoom. But what is today? Today's October, right? He, not till January 16th, will he have his first day in court? And he's going to have to hire lawyers. He's going to have to worry about his job because he's a bivocational pastor. He's going to have stress in his family. He's going to have sleepless nights and days. So let's say January 19th, he has his trial, and they say, oh, yeah, that face isn't, bio, isn't, uh, isn't a law anymore. Okay, we guess you didn't violate it. Look what they've done to his life through lawfare. So a lot of what's going on, those J6ers, those guys who are still stuck in jail in Washington, D.C., they, they don't care whether they find those, guilty, those guys guilty or not. They're going to punish them, and they're going to teach them a lesson, even if they're never convicted. That's right. Baby killing uh, will survive. Um, the I, I, the thing that really gets to me on this too is it's an overall issue. It's not just abortion. It's uh, the gay movement, the transgender movement, and people have to answer to their own creator. Judge not, lest you be judged. Go do your own thing. Don't bring it to my kids. I don't want to have to see it. But, you know, I'm not out for persecution of these people. But everything the federal government is moving to protect in an unreasonable manner is something that results in no procreation. Everything. Everything they're they're protecting. Um, Like, for example, the pro-life. I'll give you the the flip side of this, Dave. The pro-life movement, uh, how many of their clinics uh, are their, their counseling centers? Uh, have been uh, firebombed and defaced, dozens. And yet Garland hasn't arrested one person for these crimes. Not one. Everything. No, because we have to understand, again, seed of the serpent against the seed of the woman. Now, Dave, from the time of Genesis, when that, when, uh, that was first uh, proposed or explained in Genesis, that the battle was between the seed of the serpent and seed of the woman, uh, the devil has always been after the seed. Now, let me make a transition here, folks. We have to learn to be able to connect A, B, C. We've got to connect all of them together, right? The Bible says, all those who hate me love death. Now, Dave, let's make a transition from the killing of unborn children in the abortion mills to the vaccination of young children in our public schools, knowing... But there's a possibility that that vaccine infertile maybe never be able to produce children again, or the mothers and the fathers who are receiving the vaccination. What if that prevents them from ever being able to conceive a child? So, folks, please don't lose sight of the fact. Seed of the woman, seed of the woman. The devil is in the business of trying to destroy those created in the image of God. That's the battle that we're facing, Dave, and it manifests itself in many, many ways. And I like to tell my friends, and even those who aren't my friends, that Jesus himself told us in Matthew that it would be better for you if you put a millstone around your neck and threw yourself into the deepest of the ocean than to even mislead one of these little ones that believes in me. In other words, Jesus said, it'd be better for you, dude, mm. to commit suicide than to let them do what they do to the seed. It's all about the seed. 
Yeah, that's uh, very, very well said. Uh, and, and, and I like how you link this into the vaccine issue because there are certainly fertility effects, which goes back and bolsters my argument. Um, you know, when you use the term depopulation, it conjures up uh, images of uh, gross conspiracy theory. But why is it the federal government's going to such unreasonable means to protect everything that doesn't result in procreation, yet the very act of procreation that's being protected by these uh, pro-life counseling centers, they're not defending these people at all. To me, this exposes the agenda of what they're after. They want less people born. And, and Dave, Dave, I'm sorry, Dave. This stuff is really near and dear to me. That's what the whole transgender thing's about in our public schools. Yeah, there you go. Trying to get our children to not be able to reproduce. Come on, folks. Yeah. Open your eyes up and understand the broader picture, the broader connection that's gone on around. They, 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 why would they, anyone in their right mind, want to speak to a kindergartner, first grader, second grader about their sexuality? Come on, folks, wake up and understand that what? The devil is after the children. He's after the seed. And he's doing it in multiple ways everywhere we look. Transhumanism, transgenderism, abortion, transsexualism, all of that is nothing more than the devil, Lucifer, trying to destroy the seed of the woman, those created in the image of God. I think there's something that needs to be said here, too, about complicity and motivation for complicity. Uh, the puberty blockers, for example. Uh, Tucker Carlson did a really good job on his show playing hidden video of uh, medical officials at Vanderbilt School of Medicine who were highly engaged in this, and they were bragging about how profitable it was. So they get the medical establishment, at least part of it, on board through the promises of riches, you know, kind of the Judas factor. And, but then um, I think deeper is you're exactly right. This is a spiritual war. Let, let me I want to run something by you, Dave, get your opinion on this. And I, and I, the more I'm involved in what's happening and more I listen to people like you, I'm starting to think this is true. There is a group of people I talk to that talk about Genesis 6 and the fallen angels and how they came to Earth and they impregnated Earth women. And they think that a second DNA was created and it may have survived the flood. And what we're seeing here is those DNA descendants uh, who are really, you know, uh, you know, back to the fallen angels and offspring of Satan, so to speak, are the ones trying to destroy this planet. And we, the sons of God, uh, with the correct DNA, are their targets. Have you ever come across this before? Oh, come across it all the time. And then, see, Dave, that's what they try to do. They try to call us tinfoil hat guys, conspiracy theorists. You know, I'm good friends with, I consider Steve Quayle to be a good friend of mine. L.A. Marzulli, he's a friend of mine. And those guys are all talking about the mixing of the seed that we read about in Genesis 6, right? Seed of the serpent, again, a destruction, a mixing of the seed. There were giants in the land in those days and also after Genesis 6. So part of what, as crazy as this sounds, Dave, I was reading just yesterday, or maybe it was Friday, that they're now saying that anyone who has taken the jab, sorry, folks, if you've taken the jab, that there's a mutation going that is changing your DNA. Which, by the way, the Bible told us that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Well, Dave, what was going on? At the time of Noah. Well, I would say what the Bible would teach, what L.A. Marzulli would say, what Steve Quayle would say was they were mixing the DNA. They had poisoned the DNA. And that's why the flood came. Because why? God had to get rid of that poisoned DNA from the Nephilim, right? So what do we see going on today? We see the mixing of the DNA again, messing with the DNA. Now, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say, well, it's Nephilim again. I don't really know that, Dave. But it was very, very clear that the Lord said what was going on in the time of Noah is going to be going on again at the, at the end of days. Brother, look at, what, look at what's going on. And I, I would go so far, I'm running into more and more people who say something to me kind of off the top of their head like this, Dave. You know, that guy doesn't even seem human. 
Do you hear any of that, Dave? All the time. The, the, yeah, the far, huh? the far away look in their eyes, the lack of empathy, human empathy. I hear it all the time. But I, I'm even going to give you something from an official source that confirms what we're talking about here. And his name is Vance Davis, and he used to be attached to the NSA and worked in NATO. And in part of his training, he was told this, and I'm going to be very, very accurate what I say here with my choice of words. They did not use biblical terms or, or quote, biblical scripture. But here's what his training said. In the old days, bad guys fought the good guys, and the bad guys lost. They were cast to earth. Their mission was to change the soul of mankind. Now, they didn't say, you know, God's prize creation, which it is, that's us. Uh, but he, they described the process of changing the soul, but he said they can't master the soul, so they want to change the human being. Now, Vance uh, wrote a book in 1989 called Unbroken Promises, where he described this. This is transhumanism, and this was probably 10 or 11 years before the popular use of the term even reached uh, uh, the secular public. And Vance was telling me these stories when we became friends in 1992. He was an Art Bell, and we had a lot in common with secret space program stuff that I won't go into. But I contacted him, and we became fast friends. And he's telling me this story, and it's right here from the NSA. This is what they were training him in 1988 and 89, that what we're talking about here was being preached to agents in training in the government. Dave, you know, the, the older I get, I'll be, I'll be 70 my next birthday here in a couple of years. I, I, I look back over my shoulder at what we used to call conspiracy theories, right, Dave? And so uh, how many people today, the, our age, Dave, really still believe that John F. Kennedy was killed by Lee Harvey Oswald? Uh, not very many. Not, not, not very <laughs> many, right? We, we, we get it now. And how many people think that what happened at Waco was exactly what they told us to be? Not very many. So I think the older that we get, we begin to look at some of these things that they called conspiracy theories, and I'm finding that a lot of my conspiracy theories are coming true, which tells me that, a, you know, a, a, a lion doesn't change, I'm sorry, a tiger doesn't change his stripes so the, their pattern of behavior does not change it merely uh, changes shapes and so i think that as we look back over our shoulder some of these things they told us were the truth they they weren't the truth let, let me use this as, a, as an example people think there was a violent insurrection at washington dc and the two million of us that were there know that wasn't true but they that's become history, hasn't it? Yeah. You run into the average person, they think it was a violent insurrection. So what did our government tell us? I just saw this. It's the Kennedy records were supposed to have been released, Dave. They're still not released. Why won't they tell us the truth of the Kennedy assassination? Wow, there must be something going on bigger than what we understand. And when we get close to sniffing it out, then they call us conspiracy theorists and tinfoil sure. hat guys. When, when in fact we're probably sniffing right, right up the right alley. Don't you think? No, absolutely. We're we're sniffing this out. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. You mentioned L.A. Marzulli, Steve Quayle about the story about uh, the DNA. Yeah, I've interviewed them both on this extensively. I, I, L.A. most recently, and and you're absolutely right when you quote them. That's exactly what they're saying. And there's a growing number of Christians that are saying the same thing. I think we are actually at war, and this is what I'm beginning to lean towards. And I let me back up and say this, Dave. You know, I taught research and stat in college, among other things. So I'm very linear in my thinking, very document based. So I have to say, this is my belief based on a growing body of evidence, but I can't say I could prove this in a court of law. So I've got to give this disclaimer. But I'll tell you, I believe it in my heart that we're battling against Satan's created DNA, and they're coming after human DNA, and this is part of the end times war. And I I know that they're going to be successful to a large extent, because what does the Bible tell us? That all life would end if Jesus did not return. Uh, we're, we're in for some dark days. We we are, Dave. And listen, I think it's important, as my friend Chad, who's riding here with me, said, it's not just after the Christians, Dave. It tells us in Second Thessalonians, because we've rejected the truth, the Lord would send a strong illusion that they would believe a lie. Dave, can you believe 
the clear thinking Americans actually believe uh, that uh, Bruce Jenner is a woman. Dave, can you can, no. could you in your wildest dreams ever imagine that somebody would believe that? Yet they teach it to us, and we are believing this stuff. Why? I believe it's the judgment of God that we've already rejected the truth. And because we've rejected the truth, a wise man once said that uh, that, that his fear was not that people would believe uh, wouldn't believe in anything, but that they would believe anything, right? Not that they would. Well, so stumbling on myself here. Point being, brother, we've got to get back to truth. We've got to get back to the point. Uh, you We've got to stand up and say, hey, listen, sorry, a transgender swimmer ain't a girl. It ain't a girl. This is science, science-based. But Dave, as you know, our churches are falling in hook, line, and sinker on the same thing because they don't want to offend anybody. 501c3. That's my answer. Yeah, I, I think that's part of it. I think that's part yeah. of it, but I think a lot of it's just just cowardice, Dave. Yeah. A lot of it's just cowardice. It's, it's like they're being, they don't wanna... they're being, yep, they're being yep. paid off like Judas. That's that's how I see most pastors today. Uh, they are no better. And, that, uh, and, and, and the love-only gospel, right? Who are you to judge? Jesus loves everybody. Don't say anything that seems mean. I think this stuff is all connected together because it tells us in the book of Jude, he warned us that evil men have crept in unaware and have changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator. Yeah. I, I think, Dave, that that is coming true right in front of us. God-fearing people are incapable of recognizing the truth anymore. Well, they're not getting the leadership they need from the pulpit, which is the purpose of the pulpit. The the pulpit's mission now has to become a self-sustaining, uh, money-raising entity and will perform perfunctory Christian services like baptism and weddings and funerals. But getting into the real issues, well, we're not going to educate you about what's going on in society because the pastors are just as bad as the propagandists in the mainstream media. The Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, right, Dave? And I, I you know, I do, I do the little show every every morning from si- uh, seven in the morning Eastern time to eight, and I always camp on this, brother, that we have lost truth. We've lost the truth. The battle that we are facing in every aspect of civilization today is what is true and what is not true. Now I know where you live down there, Dave, and you guys try to bring up the whole idea of the cheating and the election, and you can't even get people to recognize the truth that the mail-in ballots, that all that crap that they... You can't even get God-fearing people to recognize that that took place, brother. And and so uh, we're seeing the judgment of God come from us, coming upon His people first, as my wife would say. The Lord taught, said that the, they're going to uh, separate the sheep and the goats. My wife says... They've already done that. They're separating the sheep from the real sheep now. That's that's really where we are, Dave. It's funny you'd bring up the election thing here. Um, there were two private researchers in Arizona that really were unafraid to open the truth and had evidence and found evidence. One of them was Liz Harris, and I'm saying this without bragging. I was the other one. And I know I hit a home run because on May the 8th of 2021, I published an article on my website, uh, and it came out at 6 a.m. By noon, 13 of my acquaintances had, and friends had been contacted. Um, Sarah Westall was one. She was told, uh, he's going to destroy your credibility if you keep running his stuff. And Paul Preston of Agenda 21 Radio was told, Dave Hodges is going to get you killed. And that all happened within a five-hour period. And, and of course, I've been vilified and reviled uh, for coming out with the truth. And a lot of what I said is provable just by public record. I don't have to have someone told me this and then showed me evidence, although I did have that. I'll give you just one example. Um, in October, no, in September, September before the election, there was a, a breach, an electronic breach online of voter registrations in Maricopa County. And uh, that was never reported as required by law. Each individual was is required to be notified when that happens. That's actually state law. And the guy that was in charge, Adrian Fontes, the county clerk and recorder, did not fulfill his obligation. And he's known 
in my opinion, for corrupt elections. Uh, uh, Paul Preston, uh, my friend Ernie Hancock, has gone after him, too, here locally. They've had lawsuits against him for the way he's conducted elections. They got away with this. <clears throat> and then in January, when the new Rhino got elected, uh, Fontes was kicked out because of the questions about the election. The new Rhino comes in. And he writes a perfunctory public letter, didn't notify each individual, and said, no harm, no foul. That's bullcrap. Because, see, this is where that fact that I uncovered before they came out with the public notification, this is how they got the names of people that moved to New Jersey or Ohio 20 years ago or 10 years ago, and they used their name to cast fake ballots. And Liz Harris went door to door and validated my suspicions by saying, I don't care who you voted for, but does John C. Clark live at this address? Do you know if he voted? Oh, no, he's the previous owner, and he moved away 17 years ago. She went to over 100,000 homes and found over 50,000 violations. And yet we're just conspiracy theorists. We have nothing. And and really, uh, I've been on that attacked end. You're exactly right. Yet every time in the media here, when the subject of the of voter fraud comes up, they say the debunked and baseless claims. That is always the phrase that's used in the media, Dave. Yeah, Dave. And you know what the problem is? The pastors repeat that stuff, don't they, brother? They don't yes. want to get involved with it, right? They don't want to get their hands dirty. And we're not going to win this battle without our pulpit. So I try to encourage people. Uh, people say, write your congressman. I say, write your pastor. Stand up in the past in your church and demand your pastor begin to talk about these things from the pulpit so people can really understand what's going on. Now, Dave, if you, if you don't mind real quick, I'm, I'm in the process. I know you don't mind. I'm in the process of trying to raise money for those 11 people that are, that are uh, being charged with faith for my, my buddy, Pastor Bill Dunphy, uh, because I, I say when we have people like this who stand up, we can't let them stand alone. So, folks, if the Lord would happen to pray upon your heart you can just go to coachdavelive.com i'm coach dave and i'm live and you can make a donation there and we're gonna we're raising funds to try to uh, help defend these these folks yeah. and you know dave, let, let me interrupt you for somebody? a second here before we run out of time because i do want to help you and i can help you if you'll send me a written summary of contact information right. and a brief synopsis of these two cases and awesome. i'll publish this interview on my website and we'll also put the, what you send me on that website as well so people can help. Amen. I appreciate it, Dave. Because, listen, friends, the system that we're in, these guys who are charged, they, they pay taxes. They're paying for their own prosecution. They're paying for the, uh, for the prosecuting attorneys. They're paying, for the, they're paying for everything and have to dig into their own pocket then to try to prove themselves to be innocent, which they are. So, uh I appreciate that appeal, Dave, and I'll get that stuff to you. Because light hand, uh, many hands make light work. If we could get a, if we could get a ten thousand people to give uh, fifty dollars, we could really, really uh, take make a bite in this whole thing. That's just, you know, yeah, we we do have to stand up. Yeah, I will say this too. Um, we need to fight this war on a spiritual level. I know we both know that, and I think a lot of our audience knows that. But there are some things in the trenches we can do. For example. What we need to demand if the red wave is successful and it's not permeated with rhinos more than it already is, we need to demand that they pass a law that every time there is a bad prosecution that steps outside constitutional jurisdiction of the FBI and DOJ, they're required to pay with penalty to the victims that they have arrested when there's no conviction that results. A, a great, great idea, brother. They cannot continue to do this with impunity because, you know, I guess kind of where we started, the entire justice system has been weaponized, Dave. And uh, uh, we are we are gradually drifting into areas that if we don't stand up and push back soon, we're, we're never going to recover justice in this nation. You know, we've been after Hillary Clinton. I was, we went to Hillary Clinton's house. I, I know you know that story, Dave, uh, a few years ago. And our, our message was very simple. Equal justice under the law. That's all we want. If you're going to prosecute the guys who went to Washington, D.C., then prosecute the ones who burned down Portland, Oregon as well. Equal justice under the law. That shouldn't be too much to ask. Yeah, Dave, in the brief time we have left, tell people how they can follow your good work, besides what we're going to put out there. 
We got. Uh, thanks, Dave. I, I appreciate the opportunity to be on with you. Always do. Appreciate your work. I'm, I can be found at CoachDaveLive.com. CoachDaveLive.com. And uh, we're we're active, man. We're on the street. We raise up people. And we take them to teach them to go to the streets, go to school board meetings, go to council meetings, because we can talk, gripe, and moan and complain all we want to about the condition we're in. But the old saying is, somebody's got to do something, yeah. and that's why we try to encourage people to do. This. I can see why you were a hell of a football coach i appreciate what you do dave <laughs> thanks for coming on my mm-hmm. friend as ladies and gentlemen coach dave dobbenmeyer we'll have information forthcoming on the commonsenshow.com website thanks so much dave thank you dave. god bless We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at the TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.